Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan in Virginia. Hello. Hi there, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download the show at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it from SEMSynergy.com. Uh, certainly, we encourage you to go there, send us emails, let's get some involvement, and uh, we'll answer your questions. To start off today's show, we thought we'd take a look at online retail sales. There's a lot of activity, a lot of people worried about it, have been worried, will become worried. Uh, there's plenty going on. Uh, after the break, a little bit later in this show, we'll be talking about some considerations for e-commerce sites, things to uh, be aware of. Right now, let's take a look at how you can gain control of this thing called e-commerce and, and sales and buying cycles and everything else. What have we got? Well, Susan, I was really interested by a keynote that you covered over at PubCon, and it was like introducing this concept of Halo Media. Right. Sean Rorick, um, who works for Cirque du Soleil, um, was talking about how they kind of branded everything and and the idea of Halo Media, which, as Michael Gray pointed out, isn't really a new concept so much as it is a someone finally stuck a term on it and called it Halo Media. It's just all of the things that surround your brand, all of the ways that you interact with people, whether it's press releases or your website or your social interactions, you know, in, in either social media or news sites, anything like that. Brick and mortar stores count just as much, you know. It's it's all of the ways that you're out there and engaging with people and, and kind of being in their faces. And Sounds a little bit like you're talking about the aura or glow or or <laughs> the you know, the attention grabbingness in different media of your site. I mean how how do you attract People. Right, right. I mean, that's definitely what it is. And yeah, we could call it aura media, but halo media is a good term. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's that's definitely what it is. It's the idea that you're not all the person you meet on the street, even though they might someday be interested in you. They're not necessarily interested in you right now. But that doesn't mean it's not an opportunity to introduce yourself and say, hi, this is who we are. So at least then you're catching them in their just wandering around stage. Maybe later they're actually in their research stage and maybe you're there too. You know, you have an informational article or something. And so they see your name again and they think, oh, this guy answered my question. Good. And then later on they're in their shopping phase and you have lots of product details and reviews and things like that. And now you've got their attention in that phase. And then you've got your buying cycle phase, which you know, is is kind of separate. They sort of go hand in hand. And your buying cycle phase is, oh, they make it really easy for me to check out. This is real simple. The shipping is quick. No problem. And you want to be there in every step of it. And that's kind of what the Halo Media concept is, is that every time they turn around, they see your name. And it's not an intrusive way. It's just sort of a, 
okay, I'm familiar with this sort of way. I think Michael was right. It has been around a while. Um, the concept is very much top of mind recall. I don't remember where I saw your truck, but I remember your name. Right. Even if you don't have a truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's the idea that you're there when they're ready. And then up till then, you're just sort of hanging out. You're their friend. You're helping them out. You know, you're doing whatever it is that is appropriate to their stage. And they're not going to. And, and even if they encounter you in your guise as the research phase when they're in just the browsing phase, that's not really going to hurt because they're just going to look at it, bounce off and keep moving. What will catch them is the fact that you exist at all. As much as we talk about search optimization, you know, e-commerce sites, yeah, they're on the web, but they're not going to be con in going in contact with people solely on the web. And that's a, a good thing to keep in mind. You know, a, a good brand will have TV commercials, have billboards, you know, um, be reaching out in all the different ways. And that kind of brings us back to the fact that internet marketers are, are more than just search engine optimizers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that search engine optimization experts need to be doing all of that. And it'll really go back to your keyword research. You have to be doing keyword research for all these parts of your buying cycle. You have to know that even though this keyword isn't bringing people in who are converting, down the line, they do convert. You know, so you need to integrate this idea of the halo media and the where are these people looking that I might need to show up mm -hmm. all the way down in your keyword research. You know, maybe you don't do as much optimization for it. But you have it in the back of your mind, so you are producing content that looks like that, and you're looking for opportunities to be in these places for people. Well, you can't do only online and ever really be a brand. Yeah. You can't do only offline now and be a brand either. I think if you look at us, we speak, we write, <laughs> we have a radio show, we have... Uh, online things and offline things. Uh, we're in print media. We're we're still around. We have to be in front of the people that are our audience, which means we have a choice. We can either let the audience come to us online, or we can go to where the audience is. And that's where synergy comes in. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And and that's a really good point. It, you know, in our case, we're looking at you know going to trade shows and just. Even it's not even the booth; it's the presence of the the people. You know, us Virginia and I sitting in the audience live blogging, you know, is a brand impact. You know, and it's a brand impact for the people who are sitting there, not just the people who read the live blogs online later. So, it, it's a it, that's a really good point that it is online and offline at the same time. We've long recognized that uh, search engine marketing, while it has a focus. It, it is a magnet, and that in order to really be effective at search engine marketing, people have to go to a search engine and type in things that find you. And many times, that is offline stimulus and, and recognition and top-of-mind recall and branding and, you know, everything. Press releases appear in print media and radio and TV and... Look at where Google's going. Uh, there's mobile. I, I don't know if mobile would be considered a mainstream online or whether it's offline. Yeah. Um, you know? Well, and that's something that's very, very tightly integrated online and offline because with mobile, it is almost entirely generated by an offline experience that you're going online because it is 
mobile. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, it's time for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be talking more about marketing for online retail here on SEM Synergy. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. This is Virginia, and you're listening to SEM Synergy. I'm here with Greg Bantz, president of 7th Pixel, a web strategies and development company, and a moderator of the e-commerce forum at Webmaster World, uh, a.k.a. Lorax. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Greg. Thank you very much. Hello, all. Um, so we're talking about e-commerce today. Have you heard or read anything about how online retailers fared this holiday season? From what I'm hearing, they haven't fared too awfully well. The economy was taking enough of a dip that the online sales were also being affected. We kind of thought things might go the other way, that people wouldn't choose to drive because of the gas prices, but because gas prices were down, things seemed to be hitting the online retailers even harder than they expected. I see. This morning I came across an article from Compete.com, um, and there was a, a interesting graph there about um, online purchases, the volumes from the top 10 leading rate retailers, comparing the sales in 2007 and 2008. And it does look like there's there was... Um, a jump in the volumes this year over last year. So it will be interesting to see if a little bit further out what, what the real numbers are. Yeah, I'm thinking that one of the things that I'm hearing from the people on, on the forums is that you know, 
as a growth trend across a number of years, things still are increasing, but against what they expected to see, you know, for their expectations of that growth, it was lower than they expected. Mm, I see. So hopefully this recession will will come out of that soon because I know that everybody's in the in the commerce industry is hurting. Oh yeah. Um, there was a thread on Webmaster World that I came across on how stumble upon affects sales, and you you uh, you left a comment there that social networks are great for sites that have. Um, something that they might be able to give away free but otherwise it will look very commercial and um and people won't trust you so maybe a a poor form of traffic building um what can you give us a little more explanation about that um trying to remember what i wrote and when i wrote it um you wrote um social networks are great oh sorry i'm looking at the thread now um Yeah, it's it's social networking sites are. Uh, it's hard to explain it, but it's just that the value of a social networking site you have to build the value, and if you don't build the value there and in your your buyers, then you know they have a hard time making the connection between the value of a social networking communication tool and the actual product that they want to buy. So it's kind of like you got to close the gap between the two, and a lot of companies that I know that are online selling products don't do that they don't even know they don't use the social networking tools to help them make those sales so they're kind of they don't understand fully what what their involvement is supposed to be correct is that something that you go over when i know that you work with strategy for like small to mid-sized businesses That's correct. um so are you coaching them on the best ways of entering social media because uh, i mean absolutely. it is still somewhere they're supposed to be right in most cases, yes. It's it's one of those. There are two. There are two primary pieces I try to teach them about. Number one is that social media is an up and coming tool set for them, at least whether they know it or not, whether they are actively involved, it's up and coming. And if they aren't present in that space, sooner or later, somebody is going to create the presence for them. I.e., somebody may be upset with their company and start voicing it. Um, bad product, bad service, whatever. And if they're not there to defend themselves or proactively promote their company, then that negative um, bad feeling will be out there and they will have lost the opportunity. The other part is that they need to address how much time they're willing to put into the social media and be realistic about how that works into their daily workflow. For larger corporations, you know, they could probably hire one or two people or a team to manage the social media space. But for smaller and mid-sized companies, they have to make a choice about how much realistic time they can spend to actually put themselves out there and communicate through that, that space with their customers without actually knowing exactly what they're going to get back to that level of effort. So that's kind of the piece I have to teach them a little bit at a time to dabble in it, to try to learn it, to get used to it, and then keep trying to grow it and keep trying to teach them. Is, there, is it ever your suggestion that they don't enter the space at all if they're planning on not committing the right amount of time and resources? I haven't done that yet. Um, I have, they've backed off. Typically, I've had like a half a dozen clients just say, that's not for me. And I have, typically, I'll talk to them about that and ask them to at least take a look at it. Go back and visit, get an account, start dabbling. Even if you're not going to 
post anything or become active, at least watch it. See how other companies are using it. I'll go back and I'll collect a bunch of examples for them and give those to them and start working with them. I'll also give them articles from many of the folks that are out online that have written why companies should be involved and help them start getting educated about why they should also be involved. It's a good um, good suggestion. Um, you know, I was shopping last month and I found I came across retailers brick or brick and mortar retailers that still don't have a store online. Um, how has the internet changed the retail experience? Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a big big question. Um, it's changed the retail experience in a number of different ways. I mean, e-commerce directly gives you another sales channel to reach uh, customers that may or may not be right close to you. They may also be across the country or, you know, as you know, another place on the planet. We don't know. Um, but that's, a, that's also a business decision that they have to make. Where do they want to sell? Um, being able to have the outlets for customer support using online tools, again, putting us back into the social media space, defining who you are, your brand, um, being able to proactively market as well as provide customer service online. just It's a huge opportunity that many of these folks in brick-and-mortar stores just see as a big black box with a lot of confusing things that they don't know how to deal with. The companies that take the time to figure that out, even if it's a little step at a time, I think are the ones that are really going to excel and grow a lot faster or at least have a stronger position in their market space by using these online tools. If you don't do it, you run the risk of, losing a lot of business or being shut down completely. Um, have you found in the last year with, with the economy being what it is that more people are, are turning to online for your services and looking to set up online presences? Absolutely. Uh, the, the e-commerce portion in particular, I've had a number of clients, especially I have one client that handles a very heavy product. And you'd think shipping would be the, the limiting factor there that would stop them from shipping it across the country. But you know, we made it, made it a point to say right up front on that e-commerce site, you know, shipping is one of the big issues. We just wanted to make sure shipping costs are going to be up front with them. And even though we've done that, their product is in demand. And so we're seeing a number of sales that we didn't expect to see. Um, that's encouraging to see, as well as they're reaching out. They've got a, a distribution channel with a bunch of distributors across the United States. So we're using the distributors as pickup points um, to offset some of the shipping costs if the customer is close enough to those shipping points. So we're just being a little more creative, and I've had existing e-commerce cu- customers come back to me, and we're rethinking their strategy. They went into it the old style. I just put it out there and hope somebody will buy it. But when they, we sit down, we start strategizing that. What can we do to make that better, and how can we improve your experience? Some of it is just simply going through the site, making sure the usability works, and the rest of it is really promotion, getting out there and talking to people and getting them interested. Um, and I'd like your thoughts before we wrap up here. What is the most un- misunderstood or overlooked part of the buying cycle as far as online retail marketing is concerned in your experience? The least understood and least used are stats, statistics, finding out where the traffic comes from, what they're actually clicking on, what got them there in the first place, and why they're stopping where they stop. We have a lot of folks on the forum that research cart abandonment, and they're also researching you know, the issues that they have. There's you know, missing pages, or the gateway shuts down for some reason, doesn't respond properly, or they have a cart that declined on the sale. So a lot of this is just taking a look at the information that you have 
and assessing it and trying to figure out what is the issue here. And when you learn that part, then you've got a chance to be able to fix it and then improve the whole process. And that's good advice for anyone that's online. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Greg. Thank you, Virginia. Visit seventhpixel.com. That's the number seven. Or the Webmaster World e-commerce forum for more from Greg. Or you can check him out at Twitter. Do you mind if I give your Twitter oh, name? Oh, absolutely not. Go ahead. That's Greg Bantz, G-R-E-G-G-B-A-N-S-E. And SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Geez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today, powered by MaxLock, delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at moniker.com slash MaxLock. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on localpages.com. Localpages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? Localpages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with localpages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. Localpages.com. List your business on localpages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Susan here with Virginia, and I'd like to introduce you to a new voice here on the show, Bruce Clay Senior Analyst Bradley Lease. Hello. Hi, everybody. So the holidays are behind us, but if you've got a retail site, the beginning of the year is as good a time as any to think about what you're doing and what your site's going to be doing in the year ahead. Brand new budgets, everybody's got money. What's your plan? How are you going to make your site search engine friendly and user friendly? 
Um, so some of the things that um, pop out to me from an SEO standpoint, uh, there's uh, there's there's three things: there's search engine optimization, web analytics, and usability. When you're considering, they're very uh, very much have different needs. Search engine optimization looks at at uh, how um, how the search engines perceive your site, how much they're able to digest. Analytics looks at how the user interaction uh, versus the search engine balance, and the usability is purely human behavior on how people use the site. But they really are equally important. I they are all definitely big picture. Well, yeah. they and they all tie into each other. I think that that's something that we've been hearing a lot recently. That you know, search engine optimization people need to understand that it doesn't just stop with search oh. engine optimization. Once somebody Absolutely. gets to the site, your job is not hands off. I'm done. You know, <laughs> you're on your own now. We can't be that for our clients anymore. We've got to be able to take them that step further because they're not going to want to continue to spend money on search engine optimization if once the people get to their site, it's just junk. Yeah. You know, junk traffic doesn't help anybody. I completely agree. Um, the If you don't consider the web analytics and usability to be able to help you refine your efforts in SEO, they're really, you would stand to lose quite a bit of, of the work that you've done. So Bradley though, what is the biggest, in your opinion, search engine hindrance for a retail site? Uh, content management systems. Uh, from a retail standpoint, they're, they're tempting rather than coming up with your own developmental solution. Uh, most people with large product catalogs tend to go with content management systems. There's, there's problems with that, and that is that in a lot of uh, content management systems, you have clo uh, code inflexibility issues you can't edit meta tags, you can't edit heading tags. The, the, the pages tend to look duplicate and then therefore irrelevant to the search engines. Um, you have problems with content, you don't have enough research focused content, or you don't have enough persuasion sales content. Um, so you mentioned catalogs, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I came across and I was online reading about the subject was that you know you don't want to put your catalog Correct. on the site because it doesn't have the terms that searchers are looking for. Correct. That's yeah, that's that's a really excellent point. You know, and also just in you know in terms of a catalog thing, very often you're using the manufacturer's description, right? right. And so is everyone else, right. <laughs> and that's a real problem if you can't get in there and add additional content or tweak the existing content and have some way of making your site not just equal but actually better and more usable and and more both search engine friendly and user friendly you know what distinguishes you from the 500 other people who are selling the exact same thing exactly uh, so some of the easy ways to add content is adding reviews think Amazon uh, you know they've uh, gotten criticized over the years, but they're still extremely relevant for uh, the individual large retail individual product related sections. Yeah, user reviews are so important. I was at you know several sessions about you know kind of integrating that sort of user generated content, and with reviews in particular, you know a lot of people are afraid to let that happen. They're you know they're afraid to let people speak up and say you know oh this one sucks. This is just the most terrible product ever. It broke immediately. It wasn't at all what I needed. But it turns out that those are 
actually kind of good to have on your products because people then can see, well, this isn't going to suit my needs, but you know, what I'm looking for is actually something more like this. And this guy who is like me was, did love it, even though this guy hated it, but he was using it for something completely different. So negative reviews aren't necessarily negative. If that makes sense. I see. It would probably just qualify the, the good traffic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that leads to a higher user satisfaction so that they're not ordering products that they hate. Right. Mm -hmm. If they know, Oh, I'm not going to be happy with this. I'm going to be happy with this then they're going to order that one in the first place instead of being, you know, bought into just, ooh, this has a million, you know, great reviews. And you want them to be happy up front because otherwise they're going to blame you even if it's someone else's review that convinced them. Exactly. Uh, from a, a web analytics standpoint, um, the, you want to look at... Um, you, you, SEOs tend to want to um, show traffic. I mean, we, we're more and more focused on traffic rather than rankings. However, being aware of what words are driving conversion is what's important. And web analytics, Google Analytics, uh, Omniture can help you to identify the words that people are clicking on that are um, leading to sales. Uh, there's also issues with drop-off, which is your there's a your uh, there's a section within say your shopping cart solution that people are confused and they drop off. Uh, there's block black holes where areas where the analytics or the web an um, or the search engines are not able to see certain areas and you don't know. So being able to configure your web analytics properly is important. And then there's a sales process evaluation, which is um, how easy is it to buy your product? Is this process labor intensive? Um, those are the types of things that I think of with analytics. Have you looked at um, Google Analytics since they did the advanced segmentation tools? Exactly, yeah. That, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, they, those are really excellent. Yeah, I agree. I think that they've uh, made the paid-for web analytics nervous. I mean, they're really offering, uh, for what its purpose is, very competitive, useful tools. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know that it replaces paid-for analytics, because with paid-for analytics, you get the support I agree. of yeah. uh, someone who actually knows what they're doing. And, yeah. you know, if you're the kind of person who can set up Google Analytics and watch it and set it and configure it all yourself, no problem. I agree. Go to it. But otherwise, if you're a big company, you have to get something like Omniture. You just have to. I, I think it keeps them on their um, omniture on their toes. I, hope, <laughs> I think so. I hope it does. Well, that's good because that you know that just makes them better too. And that's it for this week's show. As always, thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. If you're listening and you have a question or comment, email us at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. Come on back next week for more industry insight and experts, and visit semsynergy.com for more on this week's guests and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.